Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. So grateful to have you. Once again, please rate, review, share these podcasts with your friends. We just believe that everyone has a leader within, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? As we, as you all know, we've loved having special guests on here, chatting with them, talking about their supernatural leadership journey. And today we have some very, very special people, both to my wife and I and my family and my kids, um, Corey and Nadine Torgerson. They have three beautiful kids. We have done so much together over the years. And so I'm super excited about sharing them with you, all of our podcast family. And so just to give you a little bit of an introduction of who they both are, I'm going to read a little bit of a bio for you as we set up today's chat. Dr. Corey and Nadine Torgerson own multiple medical businesses, such as Sovereign MD and the Toronto Hair Transplant Clinic. Dr. Corey is a surgeon with a PhD in neuroscience and became a medical doctor with a subspecialty training an ENT, which is ear, nose, and throat, and as well, facial plastic surgery. Nadine manages the business sides of things with a background in education, and they opened uh, in 2009 and started with facial plastic surgery and expanded into filler, Botox, lasers, and a broad range of medical aesthetic treatments. And they do actually the largest volume of a hair transplant in all of North America. They opened their new facility in the heart of Toronto, Canada in 2019, prior to the pandemic with a 14,000 square foot private hospital, which in fact is the largest private cosmetic surgery facility in all of Canada. So Dr. Corey and Nadine Targerson, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Sean. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited. Well, we love you guys, you know, for those, like I mentioned in the beginning, you know, we've done so much together with your family. You've been so good to us and we just love hanging with you guys, being with you guys. Our friends love your, our, our kids love your kids. Uh, three of your kids, we, we have four, you, they have three and, and their three are the same, basically the same age as our oldest three. And so uh, it's been so great over the years. I actually met you, Nadine, in 2004 on a missions trip in Mexico. And then later on about, I think it was five years later, you know, I think, I don't, I can't remember. You got married in 2007, 2006, 2006. 2006. and 2009, when you opened up your practice, you guys both hosted an event and you invited Michelle and I down uh, to speak and minister. And uh, I think we only had one child at that point, right? Correct me if I'm we wrong. Were, we were actually, Michelle was pregnant and I was pregnant with oh, our first, right. both of us were pregnant with our first at that time. That was before yes. babies. So that was a different stage of life. That was a yeah. different life. <laughs> we always totally say we different. had two babies that year. One as our firstborn Willow and our second baby was the clinic that we also opened that same year. Wild. So think about it. I mean, I've, I've known Nadine for 18 years. That's wild. And such now a you've cool known her experience. longer than I have. <laughs> wild, wild. And so, yeah, I'm so excited to have you guys on. And, and we're going to talk about some 
what honestly is very controversial for a lot of people. And I just hope that and believe that for many people listening, they're going to have some mindset changes in this conversation. Um, and so let's just dive into it. Why plastic surgery? Like, let's talk about this, this topic, because so many people like don't have an under, I know when I first met you guys in 2009 and you were doing what you're doing, like I didn't have a grid for it. My only grid was framed by what I saw in Hollywood and movies and all like the, you know, I want to say negative things that are attached to what many people feel like is plastic surgery. So how did you guys get to where you are? Why plastic surgery? Like bring us into your journey. Yeah. Well, before before I actually say um, answer your question, Sean, I just wanted to say, you know, and I think you know this so well, when you're doing what God's called you to do, when you're on sort of the vanguard of that, you're always going to be controversial. You're going to go places where maybe people haven't gone before and do things and say things that people haven't said before, maybe challenge um, people in ways that they haven't been challenged before. Uh, Sean, you're controversial. There's no question about that. <laughs> and you've lived in that space for, for, for a long time. And I think with, um, you know, plastic surgery, um, when I started out and, and um, you know, started pursuing my, my dream of being a cosmetic surgeon, a plastic surgeon, uh, it was about my design and it was about my love of beauty. And, you know, beauty is, is a godly thing. God loves beauty. He loves everything to do with beauty because he made it and he makes ridiculously beautiful things, things that right. like flower, flowers on mountains that nobody gets to see that bloom for like a day, <laughs> you know, Crazy. that kind of ex extravagance. And so that was really the desire and the drive for me to pursue um, my love of beautiful things. And, and I you think, want to say? I think for me, when I was dating Corey, when we first got married, he was still finishing his residency. And when he mentioned that he wanted to go into plastic surgery, I, I had never thought of it as art. I always thought medical as science and medicine. I never saw it as artistry. And yet when he mentioned that this was something he would like to pursue as a, a further specialty training, um, it really sat right because Corey is an artist. He loves artistry. And so uh, for him, doing the facial plastic surgery was just an outlet for him to be creative and to really give people back self-esteem. I mean, I know you mentioned, Sean, that we have that impression of Hollywood and this is all about vanity and those sorts of things, but really it's not. The wide range of our clients, most of them are actually here because they have something about themselves that they feel um, has caused them to be made fun of or bullied as a child, whether it's bigger ears, a larger nose, something where they just would like it change so that they can fit into the crowd and not stand out so much anymore. And what God really showed us was that when we were created and we are body, soul, and spirit, there are different careers that can focus on each one of those things. So, you know, you're, yeah. you're a minister or a pastor, you're focused on the spirit. Um, when you're a professor or a psychologist, you're focused more on the, the soul and the mind. Whereas our um, calling that God has called us into just happens to be uh, dedicated to the body. And that's only a small portion of who we are. You have to be beautiful in all three of those arenas. But for us and for where we've called to do our work, it has been in the body. And we feel that there's validity in that. It's yeah. not everything, 
but it's purposeful. But I mean, even even from like a, a spiritual standpoint, it's like it's, it's it's science and common sense to say that when I feel good in my body, I feel good in my soul and I feel right in spirit. It's, yeah. it's when we when like Paul talks about prosperity for the body and the soul. And that I, my hope is that you would prosper in all things your body, soul, and spirit, like all parts of us. And so when one part prospers, the other parts have the effect and feel the effect of that prospering. And so, yeah. I, you know, what you're doing really impacts the soul and the spirit in a lot of ways, just as someone that maybe their first contact point is not the body, it's the spirit. It all interchange, it all connects in the end because you can't take one part of us out and think that it's not going to affect the other, right? It's it's all it's, yeah. it's all connected, and so I love it. I I think that a lot of people need to realize that because there's fear, right? Like like there's so much fear when it comes to this type of thing. Like you said, it vanity. Like I'm afraid of like focusing too much on the outside. You know, it's all about the inside. And yes, it is all about the inside. And in the end of the day, when all is said and done, and we die, like the body that we have right now is 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 gone but it's the spirit and soul that live on together uh, for all eternity. And so, but why, why, why do you think it's so controversial? Like, why do you think, I mean, I think that, you know, the Bible talks about this, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of the breakdown happens is because of a lack of knowledge, even a lack of conversation. Like who's having, con I don't know anybody like you guys, like who's having conversations with kingdom people supernatural leaders this is what this is why you're on this podcast who's having these conversations with kingdom people that are doing what you're doing i don't even know honestly <laughs> if anybody exists out there like you guys that have such a kingdom vision behind what you do even within your workplace and yet are doing something so controversial but speak to that for a second like why do you think outside of the whole vanity thing it's so controversial like where's the misunderstanding you know, I think when people think about cosmetic or plastic surgery, their frame of reference is that overdone celebrity. And we can think about, uh, you know, you know, 100 examples of, of people that have just done too much. And so, therefore, plastic surgery equals outlandish, vanity, overdone, crazy. Why would you want to do that to yourself? And so that's the lack of knowledge because the reality is, is that most plastic surgeries, which means plastic means to change, to change something. Most plastic surgeries are just to create something back to a normal proportion, all right? And most of them, I would say that 99% of plastic or cosmetic surgeries really go under the radar. Like you'd never know. Like you'd never know that something would be done. And so that's really what it's about. It's about bringing something into balance, a natural proportion, a harmony into the wow. golden proportions, the proportions that actually God made that we see all throughout nature. But you know, when we think about it, and especially in the church, it's, it's to do with vanity. We don't want to adorn ourselves. We don't want to make ourselves more beautiful. We deny our bodies and we focus on the soul or we focus on the spirit. And yet God made us body, soul, and spirit. And, you know, from even from a, from a wholeness point of view, there are people that are bound up in their emotions and their souls. There's trauma issues that you may not be able to get through or spiritual issues that are so protected 
that it's almost like an onion that if yeah. you can do something to the outside, it's like peeling off a layer of the onion. They're able to go deeper. They're That's able good. to go deeper and have enough, um, have enough, um, you know, self-esteem to be able to address some of those deeper issues. Mm -hmm. Wow. So We've so, had you so many. Self-esteem. Can we go there for a second? You have stories of people that have left after like a, an altering surgery where where it's affected them so much in their self-esteem and now they're doing life differently than they did maybe they were abused when they were a kid and they had a warped nose or something something happened because of an abuse something that reminded them every single day i was abused or i was made fun of by my by my father or by a friend or a coworker. like share if you can like some some stories where where this actually happened and they left your clinic feeling like man like I feel like a different person. Yeah, this is this is actually quite a number of our clients who come in um, where they have something where it's about a self esteem issue and they're wanting to feel better about themselves, just like you go to the gym to work out and feel better. So uh, an example that comes to mind right now is a woman who um, was basically brutalized by her husband. He was having an affair, and um, but he came home one night and he blamed her for it, accused her of infidelity and all of this. And he actually took, they were of a different culture, and he actually took a ceremonial sword and he tried to cut her and he was really aiming to kill her, but he was unsuccessful. And long story short, he's now in prison for that, but she had massive wow. scars all over her body from this sword um, where he had tried to cut her. And she uh, came to us for actually laser treatments to kind of soften those scars and help them to heal. And she was suicidal and she was uh, wanting to end her life over this trauma and abuse that had just gone on in that home for so many years. And she wrote us a beautiful letter about a year after her treatment and after she had had a success with the treatments we were offering and just said how much it meant to her that she was, once she got healing with those things, it was also able to, as Corey had mentioned, like it was like the onion was coming off and she was able to then start to go into the soul issues and go start to heal deeper. that and go a little deeper and, you know, eventually go into the spirit. And what we try to do here too, that's important is that we actually create an atmosphere of Holy Spirit that people may not even be aware of. This is a place for God to encounter his babies when they may not even go to church. And so wow. we're filling the atmosphere with music um, that's always instrumental music or Christian music that we've hand-selected. We're filling the atmosphere with fragrances that we've purposely selected um, to bring and emote certain things because fragrance is important. It talks about it all through the Bible. Um, and yeah. so we've done different things where in the background there's also things that we're pouring into prayer in the atmosphere to change that so that when they come in here, they feel comforted. They don't feel um, exposed. Um, so there's all of those layers to it as well, not just the treatment to deal with the self-esteem or the depression or the suicide, whatever it is that they're going through, but also these other layers that we've added in. Um, and just to, to expand upon what you said, we, we have on staff three intercessors that um, are specifically tasked with praying for every patient, every patient outcome surgery, for our staff, for for everything that goes on, just again to layer and layer and layer the atmosphere with the presence of, of heaven mm -hmm. so that people come in here, they don't understand why they feel this way. We know why they do, 
because yeah. we have laid the groundwork for them yeah. to be able to 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 have these kind of encounters. And I think there's another fabulous story that Corey should share about one of the patients who um, on the operating room table. Yeah, it's a great story too. Sure. This was a patient, and uh, she um, she she was just about ready to go to sleep for her um, surgery. It was a rhinoplasty surgery that I was going to perform. And just for and all those out just, there that don't understand, what's a rhinoplasty? A rhinoplasty <laughs> is, a, is, is a nose surgery. It's a nose reshaping surgery. And she said, Dr. Torgerson, just before she went to sleep, do you know why I'm doing this surgery? And, you know, in my brain, I'm like, well, we have a number of criteria that we want to improve. <laughs> and, and, and she grabbed my hand and she said, she said, I look like my dad. And my dad serially raped and abused me all my life. Wow. And every time I look in the mirror, I see my dad and I don't want to have anything to do with that. She goes, wow. and that's why I'm getting it reshaped. And she goes, and you're going to help me. And then clunk, she was out. <laughs> wow. Asleep on the table. Asleep on the table. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, how do you operate after that? Hey, everyone, before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to supernaturalleadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new supernatural leadership journey. Uh, well, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, inspire me, uh, you know, help me to, you know, guide my hands, all that kind of stuff. This is a partnership that I get to do with Holy Spirit on every surgery that I do. Yeah, and so, you know, it was one of those things where uh, this patient... She, she just wanted to move on and heal, and yet she couldn't um, because of, of the trauma in her life. You and know? every time she looked in the mirror, she saw him. And so it's moments like that, I wow. think, that really um, make it clear for us that this is a, a, there's a validity to what we do. Um, 100%. There's purpose I, in I, it. I just want to say that's amazing. I think so many people, like, they need to hear those stories. I don't think a lot of people talk about these things when it comes to your type of work in your field of practice like these are powerful stories and I, i'm assuming these are some of the things that keep you going like i know it's not easy i mean building any kind of business is not easy but some of the i think some of the biggest things that keep us going in any business are the people that we're impacting within our business one of the things i love about you guys is that you're you're whether you like the term or not is that you're pastors within your business and I know firsthand because you've told me stories of how you've actually had to guide people away sometimes. I mean, you've you've mentioned it, that it's about bringing harmony and you've guided people away from things that they've wanted to do because you knew that this is not going to bring harmony. Like this is excess. Maybe it falls under the line of vanity, but it's it's an excessive type of vanity. And can you speak to that where you've had to like literally whether you whether they are realizing it or not, you're pastoring them away from doing something that they'll regret. Yeah, I mean, you know, my general rule is that we want to do the, you know, something that can be done safely and something that can look natural. You know, if it can be done safely and it can be in a natural proportion, then generally, you know, that's passable. You know, we can create beautiful things, but you can want to do and 
you know, potentially have a good reason to do a procedure, but for all the wrong reasons. And it's those kinds of things where we're going to say, you know, this might be something that you can do, but not now, not at this time or not at all. And, um, and that's probably even more important than, you know, saying, hey, let's go ahead and do this because we want to do things for the right reasons. I think it's probably everything in this case. We spend a lot of time, um, you know, in a consultation, really counseling <laughs> and yeah. figuring out and, dr and drilling down, you know, the reasons that someone might be doing it and, um, and, and the pros and the cons and, and you know, it, we definitely see a higher percentage of, of people, for example, with body dysmorphic disorder, and that's get growing and growing and growing yeah. with social media these days. So I re remember um, a girl, she was in her early 20s. She came in here thinking that she needed a facelift. You're in your early 20s, you know, and, and so just um, trying to get to the heart of an issue with people is really important. And then letting them know that that path isn't necessarily the right one. For them, another example too is uh, people who are in a grieving process. Uh, maybe they've just recently lost a loved one and they're, they're thinking that now's the time to make these big changes to get over their grief uh, of, of losing a loved one. It's usually not the right time because it's usually not the answer. You have to let wow. yourself go through that grieving process. And so there's some examples of those sorts of things where when people come in here, we're, we're definitely not just about taking their money. We wanna do things for the right reason and at the right time. And foundationally, it's always, always about the same thing. It's about legitimacy. Yeah. You know, I am legitimate when, or I feel I need to do this so that I can feel legitimate. And, um, you know, I'll engage in that conversation um, with some people more, with some people less, and sort of drill down, you know, why, why would you need to do that? Or why would you want to do that? And, and foundationally, you know, your legitimacy is in Christ. Yeah. And God knows that's, you know, that's, that's something that we can all really drill down on. And, and you, 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 it's easy to say, well, yeah, I know my legitimacy is in Christ until stuff gets taken away from you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, then, and then you really, really have to learn that I've gone through that. I'll tell you. That's what the pandemic did for a lot of people. It magnified people's legitimacy. It shook the cage so much that either it shook you out or it shook you into who you've always been. And uh, a lot of people have, you know, left their, their passion during a pandemic. And a lot of people have prospered in their passion during the pandemic. Really, mm -hmm. it's our, yeah. our response. That's everything. And so I love that. And for all those listening, like what Dr. Corey and Nadine are talking about, and I've known them, I've watched their life behind the scenes of business and they are the most legit when it comes to what they're talking about, like they are legitimate people, kingdom leaders. And I, I love this because I said it earlier and I said, probably no one like you. I mean, of course there's no one like you. There's no two Corey Torgerson's and two Nadine Torgerson's out there, but I love that you're not just like, let's say Christians that operate a business. You have put at the, the beginning at the, as the cornerstone of your business, like the mission of the kingdom. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier. I wanted to interrupt you, but I thought we were going on a good track. So I didn't that, you know, you have music playing, you, you even bring in people to, as a, as an option, you know, outside of work hours to, to hear 
about the love of God. And, and, and you've, I've, I've been one of those people that has had the privilege of being there with you guys and seeing incredible things happen. And you, you literally, you are doing the thing the right way. You're creating a container and a space, not to just make money, not to just do what you're passionate about, but to actually see the kingdom advance. You really are exhibiting supernatural leadership in the marketplace. And honestly, and I'm not just trying to like float your boat, you know, uh, but you're, you're, you're some of the most amazing, inspiring leaders when it comes to this. And like I said, you're not just Christians who own a business, you're kingdom people that have put that at the foundation and core of all that you do. And so I want to just kind of talk about a few more things here as we, we continue on and close up. Um, Share a little bit about what you've noticed. I know you get a lot of prominent people in there. Um, you know, most people would say that the people that do this type of thing, even though we know from what you've just said that it's not true, but most people would say, well, it's all the celebrities that go and do this type of thing. Um, so I know we, we know that you, you have a lot of prominent people. And I know that, you know, for, for safety's sake and privacy's sake, we don't mention names, but have they left or have they encountered your business and left saying you guys are different? Like, like what, what type of things have happened as a result of some of these people that have probably been around the block. They've been to many different surgical clinics in the U S around the world that come to you and they're like something different about sovereign There's something different about Dr. Corey and Nadine. Like has that happened? Yes. Yes, for sure. I think, when you carry this spirit of prophecy and, and when you have the prophetic as a part of uh, what you do, then that very quickly can open a door for intimacy with somebody. And there's no question that um, when Corey's been working with patients or even sometimes with our staff, that the Lord has used the prophetic to open a door that very quickly can connect us in a way that that person maybe wouldn't have connected with that other surgery clinic that they visited. And so it's given us the opportunity to um, pour into people's lives that are celebrities or that are more well-known. Uh, we've been able to uh, do private ministry sessions for them um, after work hours. Uh, we've been able to, to do that sort of thing. Um, they become more like a personal friend and we've been able to counsel them. Uh, and so I believe that that's really one of the purposes of God for this business is social transformation, but through reaching some of those unreached people groups, it's very difficult to be a person of influence or an influencer of influencers. So that's something that. that we feel called to do. I love yeah. that so much. And and could you speak to, uh, I want to really hit this. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to hit this. What are some of the, I know we know, we know the successes and I read your bio, like you're where you're headed and what you're doing right now clearly has the stamp of success on it. What are some of the failures? Like people that are listening today, they've started a business and they're growing, they're scaling, they're doing well, um, but they, they want to scale to the next level. You guys started in 2009, but you really upped the ante. Like you went to another level in 2019 when you launched your new 14,000 square foot facility. But along the way, you must have had some moments of failure where you you've learned some really valuable lessons. Can you share some of those lessons for those that are either already in that space or are considering starting in that space? You know what? It's always about risk taking. And yes. um, if you're in if you're in business and you want to play it safe, you're going to get to a certain level. And, um, you know, we have done our best to to take, you know, the right kind of a risk at the right time. 
And um, the right kind the, of the risk at the right time. I love that. A calculated awesome. a calculated risk. risk, you know. And God wants us to be sharp. He wants us to be, you know, clever like serpents, right? We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be clever. We're supposed to, 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 to be able to figure out, you know, what, what does your business look like? And what does the industry look like? And where is it going? And, and we want to be involved in, in the end in, in that kind of thing. For the most part, we've, we've hit it. And I think the times that we haven't, um, we've either moved um, in a wrong direction that, that um, we thought, well, this is where everybody's going. So we must go here. Uh, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, I think we missed it. We probably missed it at all from hearing from the Lord, but in the natural, it felt like it was the right way to go. It wasn't, or we did it at the wrong time. I think, yeah. And I think some of the, the things for me, because I manage more the business side of things is that, um, we have had some lawsuits come up. We've had some things come through the courts at different times. And, and you kind of think why God, like, it shouldn't be us. We've done everything with integrity. That's really important for Corey and I to, to run a business with honest, honesty and integrity. And so why, why have these things happened to us when we don't deserve it? We haven't, you know, sewn into this. And yet now looking back over time, I can see that the Lord really was just teaching us how to deal with these things and growing us in our business understanding and in um, our intelligence and how to run a business and protect ourselves better. So like some of the things were very small, but it helped us to implement things that protect us on a much larger scale. Whereas then we were, you know, um, you know, 1% of what we are now. And so I can see looking back that those pain moments were actually very productive. They were productive pain. They were necessary and God knew it, but we couldn't see it at that time. We just yeah. wanted to be free and on cloud nine and think, why do we have to deal with this? Yeah. But it was all very purposeful because it really helped us set in place structures and better um, scaffolding for where we needed to grow. And when you think about That's the story awesome. of Joseph, God allowed Joseph to be in prison for so long. It I was, was literally worst. just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and yet God used that time in prison for him to be introduced to people that were in the king's court, were in Pharaoh's court. And so in that time in prison, Joseph learned about the happenings of the court and in the business of the court and how, I mean, God, Joseph's destiny was to become the second in command of all of Egypt. He didn't have any training in that. Yes, he did. God used that pain. God used that yeah. time in prison to train him to be able to understand how he could move and operate successfully. You know, another thing I think that's important that we've learned is that a lot of Christians in business think that, well, God, I'm in business and God, you're a God that wants to bless me. So whatever I do, you're going to bless. And that's not true. God wants us to be in step with him but he also wants to operate us to operate in a spirit, spirit of excellence. And a lot of Christian businesses, I'm going to say this right now, they are not excellent. <laughs> mm, yeah. they, they just take it for granted. Well, God's just going to bless me because True. I'm going to do a business. And yet they're not operating in excellence in so many different areas. And that's one of the things that I, I would just challenge people in business saying, where you want to get to the next level, drill down and become excellent in every process that you do. God honors that. God's wow. going to bless that. Wow. That's powerful. And I think everybody can take something from that in any area of their vocation, family, personal life. I mean, any, any area of life, like being excellent, having the spirit of Daniel, Daniel had an excellent spirit about not yeah. perfection, but excellence. Like we're aiming for 
excellence because he is excellent. God is excellent. And hopefully everything we do and touch somehow represents his nature in that area. You guys do this. I mean, even your name, like sovereign, it's like you picked the name above all names to name your business sovereign MD. It's like sovereign overall. He is excellent. His sovereignty himself, Jesus himself. He is excellent. And you guys are doing that. You're doing an amazing, amazing job. Let's, let's give the listeners a few takeaways today. Um, so I think one of the things that stands out for me, you said it, Dr. Corey, a second ago, you said the right risk at the right time, the right risk at the right time. And I saw this recently, I think it was in a movie and I heard this statement. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I think that a lot of us want to scale before we're prepared to scale. But if we prepare first and we're ready at the right time, when the right time comes, we'll be able to do what you just said, take the right risk at the right time because we've prepared. We've set up the framework. We've established the systems. We've established the excellence, like you said, in every area. And as a result, then when the time comes, we can pull the trigger. I think this is a huge takeaway. It's what I'm hearing from you guys, but it's also what I've seen in you guys watching you over the years. It's like you've always taken the next leap, but you've prepared the groundwork way before you took the leap. You didn't take the leap in an uncalculated way. You took the leap in a calculated way, but yet faith was still so present and leading every one of your decisions, but you still put in the work, you put in the time. I think we can take that away. What would you say today to people um, to do? Let's give them something practical, an activation for them. We want to leave our listeners every time with something practical. What can they do in this next season from this conversation to apply some of the stuff that we've been talking about? I think one of the big things that we've noticed in our lives that has brought um, increase for us has been that whole principle of first fruits offering. Uh, it talks about it in Exodus 23. And then King Solomon talks about it again in Proverbs, where it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and bring him the first fruits. And I think that this has been a principle that people have forgotten. But when Corey and I have diligently used this principle in our lives, we've seen the reward of it. And that's where God asks people to bring him their best before they even see the harvest. So the first fruits in the Bible was a time that came just after Passover. But really in in our world now, it can come before you open your next location, before you go and sign your your incorporation papers for your business. It's sowing a seed, your first fruits offering, saying to the Lord, I don't have it now, but I'm trusting you that my harvest is going to be great and that it's going to be bountiful. So I'm giving you my best now before I even see what's down the road. And that was something where God really wanted people to extend their faith and trust him to be their provider. And so Corey and I have done that on a regular basis. We've applied that principle of the first fruits offering. Um, We've dedicated uh, different times and amounts and things like that to the Lord before we've even seen the harvest. But I, I can tell you that it is a principle that God uses that works. And we've noticed that very much. And so that's something that people could take with them. Yeah. And I'd also say, you know, as if you're, if you're in business or you're just in marketplace ministry, is that a lot of people do things because they think, well, this is where I could make some money or have an impact. 
But for me, you know, this and Nadine, this is always about our design. You know, do what God's put in your heart. Do how, you know, do what God's designed you to do. And that takes a lot of introspection. Mm. God, what do I love? What have you made me to love? What kind of problems do I love to solve? And, and do that because that's where there's going to be the flow. That's where there's going to be, you know, advancement because you are doing what God has created you to do. Oh, it's so awesome to live in that wow. sweet spot. It's a sweet spot because there's passion in it and there's going to be favor in it because God has designed you to do that. I love that. That's amazing. That's so inspiring. I know that so many people listening are going to have a lot of questions, but I know that they. this is a good conversation starter. I don't think a lot of people are having these conversations, especially with people like yourselves. And so I'm hoping and I'm believing that God is going to open up the mind of so many leaders to 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 think different about business, to think beyond what's just what just makes sense. And you guys have modeled that in so many ways. And so you you really are the real deal. You're supernatural leaders in the marketplace. We love you. Michelle and I love you. We're so grateful for you and for your life. And so thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Uh, I know so many people are going to be impacted by this conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, we love you guys too. We love you, Sean, and and we just bless you in uh, in these podcasts and in every arena that God's called you to impact in in your ministry in both of your ministries. You guys are the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much to all of our listeners listening to our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gaby. Once again, don't forget to rate, review, share this with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. The link will be in the description. And uh, don't forget, everyone has a leader within. So why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Until next time, we'll see you later. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.